welcome in welcome in to episode number three of speaking socks i'm aiden i'm ben and uh let's get into we have a couple fun topics here uh but we're gonna start off with the one the one elephant in the room of the mlb right now the lockout um it's getting ridiculous just uh at five o'clock today um on february or march 1st actually um, the MLB and the MLBPA, the Players Association, did not come to an agreement after uh, a long night that went to I think two o'clock in the morning. I unanimously up for voted it. against. Yeah, they well. So basically, what um what happened was over all of last night up until like I said two o'clock in the morning, these these um players and that were in in this they're in Jupiter Jupiter Florida and the owners as well as Rob Manfred and the other guys that from the league office. And they went back and forth, I think, 12 times, 12 separate meetings between each other. And it was trending good. I mean, they, they agreed on a 12-team playoff format. And uh, it looked like they were working. The owners were meeting halfway with the players for the first time this entire time. Um, it looked like both sides were eager to get something done. And if only it wasn't so late last night that there might have been potential for a deal getting done. And then it seems like they wake up this morning and they have a 5 p.m. deadline as of today. And they kind of just went back on everything that all the progress they had done besides the playoff format. They just kind of reneged on and the, the, the owners were not happy. And they proposed, like you said, uh, best and final offer were their words. And the MLBPA unanimously voted against it. So it kind of shows you how far the two sides still are between each other. And sadly, um, first two series of baseball have been, including opening day, have been canceled. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we're going to have to face. It's a reality now. It's It's not a joke. Yeah, and to me, you know... I love baseball, but I can also acknowledge that it's not a dying sport, but the ratings have dissipated quite a bit in the last few years. Yeah. And this is the last thing that baseball needs. I mean, Rob Manfred has been, for lack of a better term, a cancer to the sport. He's and been he's, a horrible uh, commissioner and representative and of what spreading to the o- He's spreading to the owners, too. Yeah. I mean, he, takes, he constantly takes the owner side, but... In a situation like this, if you don't take some of the player sides or even the fan side, you're not going to have a sport. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't what I mean? And this you don't is bite the fan deal. the you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Sorry to exactly. cut you off, no, but yeah. you know it's just like I just it, it's it's unbelievable to me. Just the fact that we're in this situation shows we touched upon this last episode yeah. how greedy these owners have become. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable the, to the me. The hundreds of millions they profit off of isn't enough. It's it's. It's funny that you bring that up. I just pulled up a graph here. Last year in the MLB, uh, the Dodgers made 185 million in revenue, and that which was the highest, and the lowest was the Miami Marlins. Like for lack of a better term, yeah. a dog shit franchise. Yeah. Like let's be honest, mm-hmm. revenue 96 million. So even the bad teams are making their money, and still. We're having all these petty little grievances that have to do with nothing but money. The owners are, they, they couldn't be asking for any more. And, you know, it's just, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and it's a shame that we're, and it's a shame that we're seeing a, a two-week 
postponement here of the season, and I'm afraid it could go even further than that. Yeah, definitely. And just to give you a little bit more information on it, um, so here's kind of a rundown, and uh, uh, for lack of a better word, it's kind of maybe a little bit more on the player side, but I mean. You have to be on the player side here. These these guys are tired of getting pushed around by these millionaire billionaire owners. Yeah. So MLB imposes a lockout. Then the MLB waits forty plus days to make the first offer and even start negotiating. Mm-hmm. MLB sets up an arbitrary deadline to save opening day. This was yes. This was last night, and then they pushed it to five p.m. today. The MLB gives the impression that a deal is close, raising hopes late into last night, getting mm-hmm. people excited for baseball, excited mm-hmm. for free agency. And then they come in the morning, and MLB says that the MLB MLBPA t- uh, changed their tone, and they were the ones that didn't want to deal to put the onus on the players, and and make basically make it oh the owners the players have to save opening day. Yeah, it's crazy to me how they've manipulated the situations where they're no longer the bad guys and they're trying to pin it on the players, and they should know that it's just like quite frankly it's it's not going to work. It shows shows how to touch how out of touch. Rob Manfred and the owners in the MLB are where they really don't know what the fans want. They can't read, they can't read the fans at all. They they have no, no clue uh, who they're trying to pitch to. When's the last time you saw good marketing for a player in the MLB? No. Mike Trout. I saw something today. Mike Trout has less followers on Instagram than Tyler Hero. That's insane. It's crazy. That's insane. It's crazy. That's like that. They are in two different stratospheres as athletes. Oh. Just Absolutely. like that's like comparing Wilt Chamberlain to Tyler Hero. Yeah. Like that's like really? And somehow Tyler Hero's uh, a more popular it's person? Like disgusting. That's just um, that, it just shows to me how bad um baseball's marketing has been. Yeah, I mean and, and continues to it's be up to the players completely. Like a guy like Trevor Bauer, obviously before uh what happened with him, but he had a great following and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he still does. And uh, like Fernando Tatis has been growing his thing, but it's there's no effort from the MLB. Which itself. is part of the, which is part of why this is so disappointing. We saw last year the strides that players made, as you said, Tatis, they they became so much more likable and yeah. so much more connected to the fans, Certainly. and the players are clearly trying to make that effort to try to bring the fans back and get yeah. them interested again, and the owners just well, clearly from their actions they want nothing to do with it. Yeah, and another thing last night, um, or actually uh, into today, yeah, last night it was also brought up, but the MLB and the MLBPA, actually the MLB proposed to the MLBPA uh, an idea of eliminating shifts and a pitch clock, Mm -hmm. and I'm not quite sure if if the players were against it. Um, and they also for they went for last second. They added on larger bases, so for less collisions at first, uh, a little bit more sliding room. Um, which are those? I mean, we talked about shifts in the last mm-hmm. episode, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, was something we're very strong on. That if they're not going to be taken out of the game, they should definitely be limited. Limited in some for kind of pres- sense. Yeah, maybe for uh, amount per inning, maybe one shift in inning. Maybe, maybe amount per sh- game. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, exactly. Maybe one per game would actually be it would be like a situational thing. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. Um, and then also another thing is uh, they yes they're bringing up these conversations, but to bring them up when you had forty days, but to bring up that stuff hours before the deadline. Yeah. You're not gonna agree on that. Mm-mm. You're trying to slide something in. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's like when when Congress when they they write up this whole bill, 150 
pages, whatever it is, and they give them a couple hours to go through. You, you can't go through 150 mm-hmm. pages and, and agree. This. You just try to slide something in, and it, it's kind of what they did there. And uh, shout out, Jared Carabas had the tweet of the night last night. Um, Bob Nightingale, who was the um, the father of Twitter last night, completely went on a tear. If you guys uh, weren't on baseball Twitter last night, it was a great time. I had an awesome it was it was the one time the baseball community was all together yeah just shitting on manfred shitting on 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 the owners and bob nightingale goes new york yankees owner hal steinbrenner calls it a night and leaves the complex and jared (laughs) carabas goes classic yankees making an early exit and that that was the tweet of the night He, he won the night there um bob nightingale as well but uh and just another angle of this aiden just for players this is their livelihood Playing is their livelihood. It's how they're going to put food on the table for themselves and their family. And these Especially owners... Especially the younger players. Yes. And these these owners, I'm sure most, if not all of them, have other business ventures where they're making money, um, making obviously good livings for themselves, the fact that they can own a Major League Baseball team. Just, it's so... Oh, it's just really disappointing to me. The whole situation where they really just could not give less of a damn about the players. Yeah, and um, also another tidbit here I want to throw in. Um, there is a possibility in the coming episodes we might get, we already had this on our YouTube channel, uh, Luis Guerrero, uh, MLB uh, mm-hmm. prospect for the Astros, drafted I believe in the ninth round a couple years back. Uh, we had him on the pod once, had a great conversation. Great guy. It might be worth getting him on again. Yeah. Uh, reach out to him, getting him on again, and talking about what the lockout has done to him and how he feels as a player. Um, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, and then another thing I want to touch on with the lockout, um, it seemed like we were getting close and, and maybe some of those reporters were uh, stirring up a little bit of drama just to build what's going what's going on. But every time you looked at Jeff Passan, who's like the, the guy, the MLB, ESPN's MLB reporter, mm-hmm. he's the main guy basically in baseball right now. And he kept on saying, um, I only report when there's news. And he didn't report anything over the night. And then he reports later in the night um, they're going to pick up talks tomorrow. Then today he was obviously the one to be like, it's not happening. It doesn't look good. Yep. So he was saying, I mean, it could have been a little bit of, of building up the, the stir around baseball, kind of mm-hmm. putting the pressure on these guys to make mm-hmm. a deal done. But uh, from Jeff's eyes, it uh, didn't look like they were they were close at all. I mean, yeah. they were close on a couple things and it looked like they were eager to get it done. But when you break it down, they were still, I think, $60 million away on the on the bonus pool. Mm-hmm. Um arbitration i don't know if they've even agreed on uh, all these different salaries and for younger players um for like the two-third of the league i mean it's it was really a disaster and it made it seem like they got our hopes up and yeah. all for nothing and this lockout is just draining me at this point. and honestly i know i said it earlier this is the last thing that can happen for baseball it in a sport that's borderline dying yeah. dropping quite a bit a lockout for the entire season that would kill baseball. That would be the end of baseball oh, to me. They they can't do. That. I mean, that would be that would be terrible. And and Rob Manfred, if it hasn't been said enough, I'll say it again. He's got to go. He has to go. He's protecting these owners way I agree too much. 100%. And I understand that the owners hold all the power virtually, but these players are 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 putting their lives, yeah. their livelihoods to to build uh, a resume to to. To be able to go out there and put on a product for for the fans, which it all comes down to, if yep. the, the fans aren't watching your game, if they're boycotting your game, no one's gonna watch. And if these got if if they come back and in a month we start baseball like we should have, then 
what what happens if these fans aren't fully into it like they would have been if it came into a regular year? Now they're not really as interested. Now the players feel like they're playing uh, a game that's that's not as important yeah. and maybe isn't taken as seriously. Well, you and know it what just the hurts sad, the reputation. You know what the sad part of that is? Yeah, the fans would care. Yeah, it does. It because all over honestly, all it, over Twitter. I've seen so many people that said that they they're not going to watch it anymore because they just it shows how much the owners and the commissioner don't care about the fans. It's just... And there's also so many other things to watch today with, you know, the the development of technology, uh, various streaming services and whatnot. You're you're getting live TV on Hulu. Yeah. Like, you can watch almost anything now. So, if if they can't figure this out, I think it would be really, really, really detrimental Detrimental. to the MLB. And you, Uh you see a game... Uh, like basketball just ascending, even a game like hockey right now uh, yeah. through ESPN, it's growing it so is. much. It is. And it, this would be a really bad hit for baseball. It would. Um, so to end the somber note, uh, we've got a fun topic here. Um, for you guys at home, I don't know what that sound is. It's a sound of some David sunflower seed, spicy queso um, in particular. And what we're going to do for you now is we're going to rank the David Sunflower seeds, at least just David for now. Maybe we'll we'll take Biggs and, and other in stuff another episode. Maybe we Maybe can a, have like yeah. a head to head match. Yeah, in, in I'm I'm, in, I'm interested in that. And um, we're gonna rank the sunflower seeds fla- sunflower seed fa- flavors because this is something obviously if you played baseball you've probably had almost all of these flavors. I mean, there's a ton of them. I'll read a couple off to you guys. You got original, obviously, which always does a job. You got ranch, barbecue, cracked pepper. Um, bacon, mac and cheese, sweet and spicy, dill pickle, jalapeno, buffalo style ranch, sour cream and onion, and then spicy queso. Um, let's get to ranking. Uh, I, I could, I could <laughs> How start. How should we do this? Should we go last to first or first to last? Um, let's go first to last. Okay. So first, um, this is tough for me. I, I love original and mm-hmm. original is just like the OG. Yep. I don't know if I could put it first. Um, I mean, there's a there's a couple classic ones. The barbecue seeds they always hit. A lot of people are between barbecue and ranch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anyone that really like loves both of them, but it's usually either or. Usually mixed reviews. Yes, definitely. Um, if I had to go for my number one though, um, I don't know. I mean, I still might be leaning original. Well, if okay, this is for this is for another time, but Taco Supreme. <laughs> on from bigs but those are number one without a doubt but we're not we're not doing those we're not taking them into account so that would be my one i'm gonna go i'm gonna go original here as number one though for my my pick the classic aiden one. i gotta agree with you i'm i'm a simple guy i'm a plain uh, guy i'm gonna go with original uh first seeds i can remember having during yeah. a baseball oh, game yeah. so i gotta go with original yeah and and throughout if you guys played baseball when you were younger um i just remember going through almost a pack a game uh you just throw them in before the inning i had it in my back pocket and uh, always and i was a i was a catcher so (laughs) i'd always be pulling into my back pocket mid inning throwing a couple (laughs) in i'd miss like half of them into my mouth through the mask but i I got like (laughs) five or six in and uh, i remember one time the umpire uh asked me if he could have a couple but (laughs) it was just making an awkward awkward situation just reaching into my pocket in the middle of the game everyone's like yo what's going on uh (laughs) But <laughs> I can't imagine yeah, that right, image yeah. of that. <laughs> no, the fans are probably like, "What's going on back there? Is he giving him money? Like, what is he doing?" Um, so that never happened. But 
Um, so it, number two here, uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna say barbecue. Uh, another classic one. You want to spice it up? I usually had the jumbo original and the barbecue uh, on deck for my games. I'd s- switch in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need a little flavor. Yeah, you know? sometimes mix it in a little, little extra bit. Kick. Yeah, a little juice. You know, um, I'm gonna go barbecue too. Uh, for my segment, I'm actually I'm gonna go with ranch. I was always yeah. a big ranch seeds guy. I hate ranch, the dressing. Yeah. But the ranch seeds were always pretty good. I, I always enjoyed ranch them. Ranch seeds are good. I I do agree. Um, like I said before, usually it's either or. Um, third, you know th- this one. This is where it gets interesting. So, I mean, I really like the sweet and spicy, but like, I I see myself leaning more towards cracked pepper. Have really, you ever had cracked pepper. I have. Not a fan. You're not a fan. It's gonna be in the bottom three for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a hot take. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I follow. By the way, go on our Instagram at the Tipsy Tailgate, and we're gonna have these rankings out there. I want you guys to comment what you would rather eat. What's your top five? Whatever. Um, but I'm a big cracked pepper guy. I mean, there's something about the flavor and uh, a little spice during the game. I don't know. Yeah. Um. For my third, I'm gonna have to go with a uh, barbecue. Uh, yeah. Your second, I believe. That's a classic. Um, I Honestly, just a, another simple uh, style of seeds. Um, not yeah. too much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll go with Another one that does the job, though. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm going to continue with the hot takes here. Um, call me crazy. There's nothing that hits better than a, a big wad of dill pickle in, in, in the lip. Oh, he's not a fan. You're, I can tell. You're losing me. He's not a you're fan. You're losing me. The dill pickle. Listen, <laughs> you if you keep that wad in... After like five ten minutes, the juices just absorb. You throw it into like the main mouth out of like the corner, and you it's <laughs> nothing's better, honestly. And it, I'm looking at the it's it's a three star out of five here on on the website. It deserves a two. <laughs> so what's what, what's what else? So that was my fourth. What's your fourth? For my fourth, let's see here. I for my fourth, honestly, I'm gonna go with the sweet and salty combo. Yeah, I, I, okay. I'm a big fan of that one. It's uh, yeah. actually. Can I revise? I'll Go put ahead. that over barbecue. Okay. So now I have barbecue as my fourth. Fourth, yeah. Um, sweet spicy is your two. The, su- or the sweet, sweet and, and salty. salty combo always got the job done. No complaints on my end. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm honestly sweet and salty. I might go over sweet and spicy. Yeah, sweet and salt. I feel like very underrated. Because yeah. I feel like you also you can't find it like every gas it. station. Yeah, you don't find it everywhere. It's not everywhere, but it's very good. Okay, I, I can I can get behind that. Um, for my fifth, I'm gonna go ranch. Not having ranch on the top five would be criminal, and, and I need yeah. to do it. Um, just a classic, absolute classic, like you said. Uh, what about you, number five? For number five, for me. Hmm. Are we doing buffalo style ranch? Does that count? Yeah. I'll go buffalo style ranch. Um, Those are actually that might be my next one. It's uh, it's got. It's, it sounds exactly, it tastes exactly how it sounds. It's yeah. got a bit of a kick and then it's just a nice little sweet taste to it. So I'll go okay. with that. Um, six, you know what? Six, I'm thinking jalapeno and then I might go seven buffalo style ranch. I like the jalapeno though. I, I All right. A little so bit of a bite. From here on out, I hate the rest of these. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. What about these spicy queso? Spicy queso I was a big fan of. So you know what? Fine. I will put spicy queso here and then that's the end of me liking these, uh, yeah. These flavors of seeds. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I've never tried the sour cream and onion, but out of like, don't do it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. don't I, do I, it. I'm not interested in it to be honest. Great chip Sweet flavor. Spicy is a, a honorable mention. I, I'm not a big fan of of bacon mac and cheese. No, bacon mac and cheese is my last one. That really? one's that one's the worst. It's so bad. 
Because I'm, I'm a big fan of bacon, mac, and cheese in general. Nothing like so that. So disappointing. <laughs> Nothing So like disappointing. That. Five-year-old Ben was so disappointed. <laughs> I remember the day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where I am on my left. Maybe eight. Um, I agree with you. The rest, I'd go no. But spicy queso at eight, I'm, I mean, I actually have some in right now. Pretty good. Not, yeah. not exactly yeah. like queso. Not that spicy. But it does the job. And it, it's, it gives you a little kick, like I said. Um, that's, that's a solid one. I, if you have any other thoughts here. Well, does reduced sodium jumbo, I don't know. are we doing that one? I mean, I feel like that's just original, but like less, less good. Yeah, so let's not count that one. Yeah, no, that one's out. Let's not count that one. And then okay, I'll, I'll go least favorites. Le- go least favorites. My least favorite. Absolute least. My absolute. Well, as I said, it is bacon, mac, bacon, and, cheese, mac and cheese. Cause oh my God, <laughs> absolutely terrible big regret just horrible um just not a good day in my life but i don't know dill pickle i'm sorry yeah i just hate it i don't know something about dill. honestly if i'm gonna put a a last i don't know i mean i'm like i've kind of covered most of these i might just go reduce sodium i mean why would you want that (laughs) yeah if if you're gonna get seeds just go all the way with it yeah you might as well like you might as well um, all right, well, that's it for our uh, Sunflower Seed rankings. And uh, like I said, go on our Instagram at the Tipsy Tailgate. Um, if you're there anyway, click on our link in our bio. Brings us brings you to all of our content, our TikTok, our YouTube. We have a podcast with Lenny Dykstra. I keep mentioning it. And you guys keep, keep you got to watch it. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's a great podcast. It really is. Um, and maybe we'll have him on in the, in the near future again. Sorry we hit you with such a gloom topic today. I yeah. uh, thought we'd uh, make it a little more enjoyable well, towards yeah, the end. Yeah, a little bit more enjoyable. And we'll, we'll touch on one thing before we go. A little Red Sox. Um, Xander Bogarts. Oh, yeah. Now, where do you think his standing is uh, with the Sox? Do you think it's uh, 10 out of 10 we bring him back? Or do you think we're sort of heading down the J.C. Jackson route where you don't really know? Don't so, really know. I think it's a nothing's for sure. So, I would put it at a 9.9. Yeah? You're like, that confident? Like, I'm very confident. Um, I just can't... Can you see him in any other uniform? No, I mean... Like, it really just wouldn't fit. I me. can't really see him wanting to go anywhere no. else unless we don't give him the money that he, he wants. Which I don't see us doing, first of all. And second of all, like, I, I would also see his point if we weren't such a competitive team. Yeah. And if we didn't literally choose him... As our franchise player over somebody else in Mookie Betts. Yeah. So uh, an organization makes such a commitment to you. Um, they've de- they've developed you in the farm system. Uh, you've already won two world championships here. He really has a chance to carve out himself uh, a real nice legacy in Boston. Uh, one of the I would argue one of the two most or the two most important. Uh, MLB teams in the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah, I would say that we're the two most prominent and uh, yeah. important teams in terms of baseball history. So I really don't, I really don't see him leaving. I really don't. So I'm looking at it now. He signed a six-year, 120 million deal, um, in 2019, which was supposed to run until 2015 with an option to t- or 2025 with an option for 2026. Uh, he opted out because he felt like he's worth more than that. Mm-hmm. And now he's going into his age 30 year. Um, what's a contract that you, you think is realistic? I would... So a contract that I would be comfortable with in in terms of someone who's 
concerned about the future for the Sox yeah. would be six years. Yeah. So he was making twenty million twenty million a year on his previous contract. I'd say I would give him thirty a year. Scherzer Scherzer just signed forty three a year. And I'd say that Xander's probably looking for thirty five. I would give him thirty five. Do you think we do thirty five over what you're you're saying five years or six years? Six years. I would give him I would give him thirty five times six. So a six year, two hundred and ten million dollar contract, you think he's he's on board with I, that? I would so in terms of as I just said, like someone concerned about the Red Sox future, I would be very comfortable with that. As a pure Red Sox fan, like not wanting to see yeah. Xander go out the door, I would give him anything. Yeah. Anything. So from the two different perspectives. What? Well, what's your what's the number that you would be, you would be hesitant about? Like at, at just, some point. Like it. Say he wanted a, an absolutely like outrageous yeah. number. Well, say he wanted a four year deal, and say he wanted forty million a year, for for his four year deal. What would is that is that out of the? Out See, of the, since it's the four years, I would probably accept that. But say that was yeah. a five year deal, that fifth year would be too much. Forty million for five years—that's just too much to me. Yeah. But for the four years, I think you can survive that. Okay. I yeah, like I said, I'd be on board. I think, I think he's, like I said, and I, I think he's yeah. worth every penny. To be honest, I, I really do. You, you really just you can't, you can't overestimate a guy being. He may not might he not be the average. best player. He, yeah. He's not the best player, but he's the most important. Yeah. I yeah. I'd argue he's the corner. We said it in the, I think the first episode. Yeah. You believe that. Uh, Rafi's the the best player, the the cornerstone. Yeah, and and I went more with Xander as the cornerstone, but I completely understand what you're saying because he's younger. Um, but Xander is is a guy that, like you said, he's. I feel like he, everyone rallies around him. And yeah, he's been through a lot. He's been with us for a while now, and he he understands the atmosphere. Um, like like you said, I I do think that we would give him any contract that he really wants, as long as it's in our range where we're not. Um, kind of getting strangled by that luxury uh, cap. Yeah. Because I know it's a big thing for Haim. He wants well, to stay under. It was a... I can't tell if that was a big thing because ownership told him it was a big thing for that one year. Yeah. But also, coming from the Rays, he's always managing a smaller cap and always had to make a concerted effort to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, you just took a job with the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. So, you kind of take that job with the understanding that you're going to go over the tax. Like, it's just going to happen. But with Henry buying the Penguins last year, I think that threw a lot of things out of whack. Yeah. I really do. I agree. I, I agree. I I also think low-key that this year kind of hurt our chances of spending a ton of money because he was like, oh, look what we can mm-hmm. do with, with a little bit less. Which, in reality, it should have done the opposite. Yeah. It should have been, oh, my God, imagine if I spent all that money. Imagine if I went out and got Rizzo and Schwarber which is something that the Red Sox may have done in the past. Yeah. Going over the cap by that much to win a world championship. So I really, um, uh, yeah. I hope that's what we start doing. But, th- you know, this might be a fake answer, but I could see them going either way with this. Yeah. Sticking with what they did last year or going back to their old way. Because, you know, on the other on the other hand, we also saw with Dombrowski that that can only work for, what, one, two years max? It's true. Just spending out the whole spending farm, doing, yeah. doing whatever you can to, to max I out do, and win. I think Haim was brought in for this ownership to to be like, show us what we can do when we spending don't sell out. Spending as little money yeah, as possible. When we don't sell out. And I think that last year was a great example of it, but I also think we captured kind of like lightning in a bottle. Yep. And yep. I don't think we're going to be able to really 
keep that going as much with the talent, especially if we, we lost Erod. And now, like a guy that in our future episodes, we're going to go into our MLB best fits for the free agency. Mm-hmm. And a guy like Carlos Rodon, I mean, yeah. that would be a great lefty a arm fit. to grab. Per- yeah, perfect replacement for Erod. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I I'll think put, if- I'll put it this way, Aiden. This might be a really weird, like, comparison, but the Red Sox last year aren't the kind of team that you could, like, start a franchise with in a video game and go as far as they did because they yes. do not have that team on paper. They had the morale, the yeah. energy, the chemistry yep. to do that. Yep. So and I, just, just enough pop and, when we need And that's it. always not repeatable. It's no, rarely repeatable. I don't repeatable. think it is, yeah. We saw in 2013, that, that team was, even with David Ortiz and John Lester and Dustin Bedroya and guys like that, it wasn't repeatable the next year because they got hot at the perfect time. And yeah. that may have been exactly what we did last year. We don't know that yet. I'm... I think it may have been what we I think did. So I mean, Kike and and Schwarber and and those guys just kind of having great postseasons. And Schwarber's out the door. Christian now. Vasquez, exactly. Christian Vasquez had had a great postseason. I mean, these and Erod did have a good postseason. Yeah, these are guys that could replace that could kind of do it again. But at the same time, you can't really, especially as a Red Sox organization, Boston team, you can't really expect that. You have to expect. Maybe not really the worst, but you have to expect stuff to not necessarily go exactly how you want it. Especially yeah. when you're competing with a team like the Yankees, who might go ahead, try to grab Carlos Correa and Matt Olson. Like, yeah. you don't even know. Yeah. So, uh, if you're keeping up with the Yankees, then then you definitely have to spend some money. And I hope there's guys out there we can grab on, on a little bit of a budget. I mean, you grab Michael Conforto, that's a nice piece on the outfield. Maybe Jorge Soler, mm-hmm. a little DH guy. Maybe another outfield piece. Um, and, and then... You, you save a little bit of money doing that, and then you grab a big pitcher, a Rodone. Or, in a really weird way, beating the Yankees in the playoffs last year might have been, might have had negative, a yeah. negative impact on our oh, offseason Oh, well, yeah, because the Yankees are going to go out and they're going to spend all them, that money. You see them that. spending out the wazoo, yeah. and then you're making a concerted effort to not do that, and you're like, and you're just think this is human nature, you're just thinking to yourself, look at these dumbasses who just spent all this money yeah, just to get killed by us in the wild card and look what we did and now we have yeah. this future set up so and the Yankees are going to keep spending money and the Yankees money. are going to keep spending money keep spending money which there's a happy medium there you can do both it's, that's how it's set up in baseball it's set up to be unfair for teams like the Red Sox and Yankees to be able to do both yeah. to have a great farm and spend the money so I don't uh-huh. I don't see us doing that right now I want us to take more advantage of that and obviously it starts with signing Xander yeah, and I think we should. And uh, like we said, hopefully he doesn't pinch our cap too much. Hopefully, like you said, he takes a uh, a team-friendly deal because without that, then it might limit what we could do this yeah. offseason for sure. Um, so that's it for Episode 3 of Speaking Socks. Um, we're going to come back uh, Thursday, and then we're back again on Tuesday. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe even a special episode on Sundays. Um, you never know. We're, we love doing this for you guys, and, and we hope that you guys love uh, listening to it. So um, more to come, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode.